Welcome to Real Authors in Real Time podcast, where we explore the world of writing, publishing, and book promotion. Your host, Carmen Renee Berry, co-founder of Berry Powell Press, is a New York Times best-selling author and has been on Oprah and featured in Newsweek. She helps aspiring authors create top-quality books that transform lives. Join Carmen and her guests as they share insights and experiences in publishing and learn how to bring your message to the world. And now, Carmen. Welcome to today's podcast on writing as a form of therapy. And as an author myself, I know that my writing career was rooted in my own therapeutic uh, growth and my personal development. And so it's a delight to inv- uh, to have Dr. Shin Yu Lee on the show today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Carmen. Now, Dr. Shin Yu Lee was a pharmacist, or still is a pharmacist, with eight years of training and then another 10 years of clinical practice. And yet, she did not feel that she was fully expressing herself. When she was young, she was really a creative writer. But to go through pharmacy and more of a a scientific medical uh, regime, that was not what she was able to do. She was writing clinical and academic writing. And so now she has stepped away from her clinical role, and she is here with us today to share her experience, her journey from shifting from an academic clinical role in life to a creative. So let's start... Uh, with you telling us a little bit more about your uh, previous life, your previous life as a pharmacist. Boy, that seems so long ago, Carmen, but it wasn't so long ago. Um, Well, life has changed a lot. But as I think back about my writing journey, you know, in, in in undergraduate years, graduate school, residency, we're really taught to write in a very scientific, academic way. It's drastically different than creative writing, right? And I, I just, I'm always imagining things, you know? Like, I think my favorite class when I was a child was creative, uh, creative writing in, in grade school. And I remember I had uh, sort of won an award in recognition for this story I wrote about <laughs> this character named Apple Wings. I know what you're thinking. It's what the heck is apple wings but it was this character i dreamed up i even made a stuffed animal out of this character by the way i was very serious about the story and to receive that kind of recognition and praise and encouragement for creative writing i felt i felt so seen if that makes sense i was like wow i love doing this Mm -hmm. but the reality is my professional life never fully allowed me to explore those passions and i also love to write poetry i mean i I love being able to express my emotions in, in a way that, I don't know, poetry is able to do. That academic and any kind of writing was just not the right outlet for that. And I will also say that I was not a bad poetry writer myself. I just never got to explore it, explore it in my later years. So I missed it. I missed it so much. And when my career took a turn, I was like, what can I do now with my time? What stories do I have to tell? Well, I have so much. Um, and I'm finally in a place where I have more time, more energy, and more support 
to, to explore my creative energies. And that's why I'm so excited to be here today to talk about why writing has been so therapeutic for my soul and who I am. You know, I've I've met a lot of people who are creatives, and those of us who are writers must write. Uh, musicians create music and lyrics and sculptors sculpt, uh, painters paint. So it really depends on kind of your personal need uh, and way of expressing. So writing, if that is your, if that is your gift, that's your avenue, it is as if you're not complete until you express it in that format. And writing, you discovered, was really your format early on. I like how you said, writers must write. It's so succinct, but so true and powerful. And one of the things that I've learned is that people, I think people feel this need to like, if I write, I, I, I want people, I want, it's only good if so many people read it. Like I have, it, my writing is only good if I land on a certain list or if someone says it's good or someone famous says it's good. Well, sure. I would love to hear that too. But at the very core, writing is a way for us to get things out. Um, I remember, I think, sharing with this on, sharing with Barry Powell Press on the Instagram page, a quote. And if you don't mind, can I still, can I share that now? Um, what I wrote about, what I wrote about writing? Sure, absolutely. I'd said, as a healthcare provider, I teach my patients to nourish their bodies with healthy foods and how to take their medications all in an effort to heal their bodies, the physical bodies. Now as an author, I find that writing is just as nourishing for our souls. Sharing our stories of trauma releases us from the bondage of those memories. And in turn, we can help those who may be suffering similarly. Writing is medicine. Oh, I love that. Writing is medicine. It is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It is a healing it can be a very, very healing experience. So n now that you've brought that up about uh, healing our trauma, uh, tell me more about your book and, and the intergenerational trauma that you're addressing there. Well, you know, we are hard at work on my manuscript, and there's yes. so many pieces that I want to share. But at the very foundation, my book is about finding our other mothers, our second moms, who are, are, are different and raised differently than the mother that we perhaps grew up with. And these moms are special in that they have a different perspective. They have a different toolbox and abilities to help us heal the trauma that we came with. They're able to provide perhaps something that we didn't get or perhaps sh to show us that there's a different way to live our lives, right? Whether it's just as, how do we find our purpose? What, what are we good at? Um, how can we be a different parent? How can we be a different friend? How do we shed our anxious feelings? How do we move on? Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. They're able to show us something different that we had before. Now, I want to be very clear. This is not to say that Oh, this is not to say anything hard or challenging about the mothers we grew up with. This is just to say our other mothers, our second moms, offer us something different from what we need now. 
they're a supplement. Because there are no mothers who can provide everything for their children. No, no. As a mother, I, I want to point that out. <laughs> you can try very hard uh, to, to be everything your child needs. But nevertheless, we need aunties. We need other, other women in their lives to, to take them where we can't take them. And I need to hear that. As a mother with young kids, let's be honest, I would love to be everything for my kids. I would love to be that perfect mom. Mm-hmm. I have that drive in me, right? That achiever that I want to get the A plus score for my kids. That's right. Um, that's not going to happen. Nobody is perfect. Nobody knows everything. And I fully recognize that I may not be able to, right, give everything or know everything that my kids need. And that's why even now I'm very intentionally raising my kids with aunties and other women so that, you know, we're a community. It's a community effort. So tell me a little bit more about your experience because you you realized you needed another mother when you tried to get into therapy, when you tried to address your personal issues. Um, tell, tell us that story. Well, I also want to weave in the fact that why writing is so cathartic for me, but when I finally engaged in therapy, I... I knew that there were a number of things that I personally needed to work on in order to be someone's wife, in order to be a healthier person, an emotionally stronger person, um, and to not to not to not live life where my anxious feelings are leading me. And part of my healing journey from my childhood trauma is being able to write this book. Absolutely. And why writing, why writing is so cathartic. And I think why writing is such a big part of me healing is because before writing, everything is trapped up in my head, right? It's all here in my head, in my heart. It's all that I'm feeling. I can talk about it, but it's, it's still this thing that plays in my head, right? But when I write it, it's as if I can like disengage. It's like less emotional because it's on paper because that paper or that computer or whatever is neutral territory. I'm able to like separate it from me. And I don't know why, but it it feels so good to do that. I think you might understand that too, Carmen, because you've talked about how writing is therapeutic for you. My experience is identical to that because when I have something going on and I write it on the paper, it comes out of me and onto the page and therefore I can see it. It's no longer held inside of me and I can let it go or I can observe it. I can put it away for a while. I can come back. So there, I think that is the writing part of the therapy, that it actually changes what's going on in your, in your brain and in your mind. One of the most powerful moments, and I'm, I'm, I'm tearing up, but one of the most powerful moments in my writing journey was when I read some of my journal entries and also parts of my manuscripts to my best friends. And for them to say, one, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And two, wow, more people need to hear this. It made me feel less alone. It made me feel that what all that I have been through was real. It felt good to be validated, to, uh, to be affirmed, and to know that all that I have struggled with, there's a purpose to it. 
And I don't know. It, and it just made writing incredibly healing and therapeutic in all the ways. So writing itself can be very therapeutic for a person, whether or not they show it to anyone else. Then there's that next step where if you share it with somebody and they can validate your experience, they understand, you feel like you've connected to someone and they've heard you, that's an important element. And then when you are told that will help someone else, that's another element to this. It's very therapeutic. Um, but what about what you're dealing with now, which is actually putting your story out into the world and deciding what is private and what you do want to share? How has that been for you? Well, you just had to go there, didn't you, Carmen? <laughs> it's hard. It is so hard. Um, and I hope it's okay to say this on this podcast, but if it, it feels like I'm getting naked. I'm just going to be honest, emotionally naked. And I have to think about one, what do I feel is safe? Two, also the people that are involved in the stories, mm -hmm. right? And right. that's a personal decision, author to author. I think what goes in my mind is I want to be protective of my family. I also want to share as much of the story as I can. And that's where my book coach, Abby, has been so helpful is being a sounding board for me and like, okay, if we write this, this is what might happen. How do you feel about it? And just checking in with me at each point. And that's also why I loved working with Barry Powell Press is having a dedicated book coach to walk me not just through the actual editing, but the emotional aspects of publishing my story um, because it is personal. It can be private. It is hard. And I also want to share with our listeners, I don't want to glorify all the parts of writing. This process has been healing. It has been exciting, joyful, but you're also in some ways reliving parts of your story. And I hope that we give ourselves the time to, to process if needed to. Does that make sense, Carmen? Like it's hard. You're reliving it. Yes, I've got a, a sort of a rule, which is not a hard and fast rule, but uh, you need at least two years of distance from an event for you to have time to process it and it, it not to be, oh, this is what I'm dealing with right now to, oh, that's what I dealt with and now I can reflect on it. I can... I can, I have perspective because it's a little bit further away from me and I can see how I handled it and, and the decisions I made and how they, how they played out. Um, because after all, the book is ultimately for the reader. Now, the, the therapeutic part of the writing is for the author, but the book itself is for the reader. And that's an interesting shift for an author to make. It is. And I didn't really learn that till the later stages writing as we're, you know, editing and figuring out what do we want to keep? What would we not want to keep potentially? And one question that I ask myself is, is this section going to be helpful to somebody? Or did I write this section really just for me to get it out? Or mm -hmm. because I feel a certain way? Um, what is the greater purpose to this section? And that's been a helpful marker point for me to determine, you know, what to keep or what not to keep. Now, you don't have to publish your writing in order to have writing be therapeutic. 
So how did you come to a decision that you were ready to publish and not not just use writing in your personal life? I think it's just been a long time coming for me personally. Um, I, I do a lot of uh, talks. I, I actually was a professor for a long time. And in my years of teaching um, professionally and also some students would share, right, personal struggles and challenges is realizing that there's a lot of people with similar stories and similar trauma to me, but they don't feel like there's other people like them out there who will understand what they're having a hard time with. And it's in, in hearing in experiencing all of that made me realize, wow, I would, I would love to share my story. I finally feel ready one, because I've been to therapy. Uh, I've done the hard work. I've done the healing. I'm not just here to like vent and say what's hard. I'm here to say, this is how I did it. You can do this too. Or you can do this, but in your own way, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow my blueprint. But my my hope is that my stories, my experiences is to make people feel less alone. Two, show them a different way to live their lives. And three, hope that they apply some of the things I shared so that their life can be changed. I think you're out, you're describing a really important shift that happens because writing orig- initially is, did this really happen to me? Am I identifying, you know, what, what is going on? I'm not sure what's happening. Then you get that on paper, but, and it's about you and whoever you're interacting with, whoever is initiating the trauma or whatever, whatever confusion you're going through. Then it might be, well, how dare they? And you might go through the anger and all this. So it's all about sort of you and your trauma and your experience and you defining it. When you go through that healing experience and you find yourself to the point where you want to say, hey, my focus is on someone else now. My focus is on the reader. My focus is on helping someone Mm. else. You've gone through that healing experience to the place where you're ready to put it out there. But as long as you're still kind of sorting it out or you're you you have any sort of revenge or vindictive feelings, that is not the time to publish. The time to publish is when you naturally and organically start thinking about who you could help. Healing takes time. And, and I will, can I just also point out that I have followed Carmen's rule of waiting two plus years before writing because <laughs> it, it has been much longer than two plus years. And, and certainly re-examining my motivations for sharing this story, the story is to help. It's not to be punitive or to hurt. It is just to help. Well, this has been really insightful and I think helpful to anyone else who wants to put their story into words in a way that helps other people. Uh, can you give us a uh, point out about two or three things that you think are the takeaways from this podcast today? When you write just because other, not a lot of people read it doesn't mean it's not good. Writing on your own, journaling, blogging, whatever form it takes, if it's helpful for you, go for it. Do it. I am a big believer in therapy. Um, I think that everyone could use it. Um, 
being in therapy and writing combined together has really helped me to examine where I'm really struggling and how to move forward. And writers must write. I, 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 I just can't stop thinking about that. And writing is medicine. That is my mantra. Writing is medicine. And again, you don't have to be published to be a writer. You just have to write somewhere, anywhere. Thanks for having me, Carmen. I really loved our conversation today. Let's end by having you hand uh, give us your website and how people could contact you. Yeah, so on Instagram, it's at lifewishinyou. Um, online, it's www.drshinyou.com. Come find me. <laughs> Thank you so much for today's podcast. It was very insightful. Thank you. Thanks, Carmen. If you like our program, send us a comment and visit us online at barrypowellpress.com.